So ask and it is given. I was asked many times by people to talk about the Bible metaphysically. And it's a journey to dive into the scriptures metaphysically. And then when I found out that I had to do a scripture for my class, for my test in November, and this was one of them, I said, I'm gonna do that one. And then I happened to tell Kenneth, and he said, I know that, I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. So ask and it is given. I wanna tell a little bit about that because people think that's it. Many people say, I'm gonna ask and it is given, right? And it's, well, that's not all of it. Ask and it is given. Next part of it is seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. So it's ask, believe, and receive. So seek, metaphysically, is you gotta go within. Like for example, if I've asked for prosperity, I have to go into my thoughts and say, am I thinking prosperously? Or am I still looking at the price of gas and complaining that it keeps going up? Or am I thinking prosperously? Am I Then the knock part, the action part is, am I giving, because there's a law of giving and receiving, am I giving the way I want to receive abundance? Am I giving away that which I want? Because that's the law of giving and receiving. So metaphysically, uh, is about metaphysics, going beyond the physical of things. So as you heard in Kenneth's song, a lot of the story traditionally of Moses and the burning bush was about the physical. You know, he had a flock of sheep that he was bringing up to the mountain. To the, and, and that flock could be looked at in the traditional way as the people of Egypt. He was being asked to bring the people of Egypt out of Egypt because God saw that they were suffering. And when Jesus saw, I mean, when Moses saw this burning bush, it scared him because it was a burning bush and it wasn't being consumed. So he couldn't understand what was happening with this burning bush. And then, of course, he was told, you know, this bush starts talking to him. So that was a little frightening for him. And, and the bush told him to take your shoes off. And in the Bible, the traditional interpretation of this was God was letting Moses know the difference between his holiness and Moses' physicality, which is not what we think about today at all in our interpretation, in Unity's interpretation. There's no difference between God and us. It's all within us, right? But in, in, this is the first time in the Bible, actually, I am is being used as the word or the name of God. It came to us through Moses. So that's just a little bit about the traditional interpretation. It, it really was about the separateness and about the physicality of what was happening. Now, metaphysically, it's very interesting because Moses represents the development of consciousness. The highest human concept of God in a certain evolutionary level of human consciousness. It's the bringing forth of humankind's awareness of spiritual law, the mind action law. The birth of Moses represents man's development in consciousness of the law of his being from the negative side. And the promised land in the Bible, in the traditional interpretation, was actually a land, right? It was a physical body of land that they saw Moses had to take 
the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land. Well, metaphysically, the promised land represents a place of consciousness, a realization of divine substance. The promised land represents the good that God has for every man. It signifies spiritual realization and also the outer blessings that come into the life of the one functioning in harmony with the I am or spiritual self. Now, just another, uh, the rod, oh, let me read it from here. The rod, metaphysically, is the power of that I am in spiritual consciousness. I am mastery and dominion. So Moses was talking about, don't take my rod away. And really, whether he knew it or not, the way I interpreted it was his security was coming from that place within him that he didn't even realize was his I am consciousness. And when he put it down, that's when it became the serpent, which is the physical of what we become afraid of, those thoughts that we have that we're afraid of. And God kept encouraging him, pick it back up. Come back into the I am. Remember we talked about a couple of weeks ago using I am, coupling it with phrases and words that are empowering? And that's the God within us. I am joyful. I am abundant. I am powerful. Not I am afraid. Right? So pick up the rod again. Take it away from the physical. Bring it back into ourselves as that spiritual knowing of who we are. Uh, Moses was keeping the flock. The flock is symbolized, could be symbolized for people, right? That's the way the traditional interpretation was. But the flock could also be those thoughts that we have. The thoughts that bring us into the wilderness. The thoughts that are thinking negatively, fearfully. So he had to bring those thoughts into the wilderness. And the wilderness is symbolic of beyond the wilderness is the indwelling Christ. So we have to bring those thoughts in and say, okay, how can I transform them? And be willing to hear what the answer is. So the other thing about the burning bush, well, did I get there yet? Um, the burning bush is symbolic of, you know, the light is that Christ within us. And the bush itself didn't burn because we all have that nervous system. We all have a nervous system that's working all the time. And when we bring our heart center, our heart, our love, our fire, to our mind, we're not gonna use up the kind of energy that we use up when we're thinking negatively, when we're using our mind in a way that isn't Christ-like or that isn't God-like. We get burnt out, literally, right? But when we're bringing our heart and our love and our Christ self to our mind and to our life and to our purpose, we don't get burnt out. As a matter of fact, I don't know about you, but I get energized. I get more ideas. I get more energy to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Maria gets more joyful when she lets go of those negative thoughts and she lets go of that resistance. What happens for you? So God was aware of the thoughts in the wilderness and he's here to help. When we're thinking thoughts that are undisciplined and uncultivated, like the people in Egypt, Egypt means oppression, resistance, oppression. So. It's a state of mind, right? We can always, we can at any point be in Egypt, right? Or we could be in the promised land. It's our choice. That's our free will. We get to do that at any point. Through our I am, we gain control of our subconscious 
elemental life forces. Then by means of high spiritual thinking, the Israelite within us, these life forces come under the law of spirit and are transmuted to spiritual energy. Moses is taking them out of oppression and to a level of paradise, a raising up, because Moses is the guy who's gonna bring us out of that place and bring us up into our consciousness, our higher level of consciousness. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. So traditionally, Israelites, the children of Israel, Israel is from the Hebrew meaning contending for God or striving for God. Metaphysically, Israelites are the illumined thoughts in consciousness which are undergoing spiritual discipline. So our thoughts are changing. They're going from the Egyptian-like thoughts to the Israelite thoughts. I just found this fascinating how the interpretation made so much sense to me, even though before on the physical level, it kind of made sense, but not so much. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring forth people, for, for, bring forth my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. Now Pharaoh is the king of Egypt, the ruler of the sun center, the solar plexus, the ruler of the subconscious mind. Moses and Pharaoh together represent two forces at work in consciousness, especially the part pertaining to the body. Moses represents the evolutionary force of the new ideas that have grown in the subconscious mind that are tugging at the old states of limitation and trying to rise into a higher consciousness. Pharaoh represents the force that rules the body under the material regime. And Jehovah, God, is always trying to seek and preserve equilibrium. So when we affirm the spirituality of the body and yearn for release from the bondage of materiality, we are making demands on Pharaoh. In fear of losing hold, our ego, or Pharaoh, could harden. And that's when we go through, have anybody heard of chemicalization? It's when we're changing our way of thinking. So this is when Moses and Pharaoh are working within us, right? We're raising our consciousness, but our body wants to hold on to what it knows. And so sometimes some stuff starts going on. Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? Now, how many of us have had thoughts of moving on, of you know, up-leveling our thinking and been afraid and said, who am I? I'll never forget in the office when Sean said to me, I think you should be a minister. I was like, a minister? Who, who am I to be a minister? And he laughed. He said, who am I to be a minister? You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess you're right about that, right? <laughs> so I thought about it for a moment and I said, yeah, I guess I, if I'm called to do it, I have to do it. I've known that for many years when you know the whole thing happened for me as a massage therapist. But So Moses got scared, which is normal, right? We all get scared. But the reality is Moses saw the bush. You know, that was the divine idea. He saw it. Even his wanting or not wanting to let go of the rod, somewhere in him, he knew that that was his security. And that's the I am presence within him. God said, I am who I am. So this was the first time God used that. Or they, in the Bible, it's the first time the I am is used as the name of God. Metaphysically, I am is God's name in man, the indwelling Christ, making the conscious union with spirit. 
kingdom of God within each of us, the spiritual self. And it's not a thing, it's not an object, it's not a person, it's a state of awareness. The I am is a state of awareness of pure being. And Moses' protest in expression of self-doubt, the I am affirmation invokes spirituality-centered confidence in the face of self-doubt. So when he was holding the rod, right, he felt confident. And he was resistant, but he did feel like that was his to hold. So the scripture goes on to say, gather the elders of Israel and tell them, the God of their fathers has sent you. Tell them I have appeared to you. I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt, and I promise I will bring you up and out of the affliction of Egypt. So what God is saying is, I see the thoughts that you're thinking, and they're not serving you. So I'm here to help you think better thoughts. You will go to the king of Egypt and the elders of Israel and tell the king of Egypt, the God of the Hebrews has met with you. And now you pray and let us go a three days journey in the wilderness that, may, that we may sacrifice to the Lord your God. So to take three days, it's, three is a number of completion. To take a look at those thoughts, take them into the wilderness and then take them beyond the wilderness so that we can get to that Christ indwelling and tr transform those thoughts. So to summarize, Metaphysical Bible Dictionary says the burning bush, the angel of Jehovah or God, the flame of fire, and the bush are all within the consciousness of each one of us. The bush is a nerve center through which the universal life energy runs like electricity over a wire, making a light but not consuming the bush. So imagine that, right? Electricity runs over a wire and it doesn't consume it, but it, it makes it light. So we have that within us. In all mental activity, there is a vibratory process that uses up nerve tissue. But in using the wisdom that comes from the heart, this bush or tissue is not consumed because we're on purpose. We're using it in the way that it was meant to be. We're using it with our Christ knowledge, our Christ knowing within us. The light of intuition or flame of fire burns in the heart, yet there is no loss of substance. The angel of God that came to Moses is the presiding intelligence always present in every life action or function. It's always there. God is always within us. The I am is always here. And man is first attracted to the phenomenal sight of spiritual things. And then when he gives his attention for the purpose of knowing the cause, the I am reveals himself. But there's also some fear, you know, because the divinity, oh, I want to read from here. Divine presence represents such intense, mysterious, and powerful holiness that it is considered dangerous to humans. Hence, Moses was reluctant to look at God's manifestation. And also, the other sign was, you know, Moses had to take his shoes off. And the traditional interpretation was because Moses shouldn't be walking on holy ground with his shoes on. Metaphysically, it's because Moses is one with holy ground. You don't need your shoes here. Take your shoes off and be one with me. Big difference, right? Separation versus unity. 
I thought this was awesome. <laughs> the forces of spirit that are at the center of man's body are so intense that the outer consciousness cannot stand the current and hold itself together. So that's why our spiritual awakening comes little by little. You know, it comes when we're ready for it. And there could be a resistance, but as long as we keep staying willing, it's gonna keep coming. Love wins, no matter what. Moses' obedience to the voice of God, Jehovah Burning Bush, symbolizes the connection of his sense of I am to the idea of divine guidance. You know, it was funny, I was telling somebody about doing this talk this week, and she's very much in the traditional belief system of the, and she starts talking to me how Moses wasn't, uh, I, don't, I don't know the story, maybe you guys do, but I guess at some point Moses did something. He knocked on a rock three times, and because of that, he wasn't allowed into the kingdom. And she's like, isn't it a shame? Moses never got to the kingdom. And I was like, I didn't even know what to say to her. It's like, well, not my book. <laughs> It's just so bizarre for me to, to think people think like that and, and to just embrace, okay, that's the way you look at it. I don't look at it like that. I don't look at it as, you know, even the words here, some of it came from the traditional uh, interpretation, but Moses' obedience. You know, and I don't see it as obedience when we say yes to what God is calling forth within us. I guess maybe it is obedience. I find, I say it's following the guidance. You know, I don't see it as being obedient and disobedient. So we all have the freedom to do what we will with our sense of I am. We can choose to connect our sense of I am with almost anything. If we connect our sense of I am to anything false or negative, we will experience this connection as part of our existence. But if we connect our sense of I am with truth ideas, we experience these divine ideas as blessings. We all have the burning bush inside us, both the bush and the flame, our nervous system and the flame of God, the Christ, the I am. We all have Moses inside of us, the evolutionary force of new spiritual development. We all have Pharaoh inside of us, or Egypt, the physical body, our subconscious, the part of us that experiences limitation. We all have Israelites within us, our willingness to be illumined. All we need to do is ask for the truth, and it will be given. Seek for the truth, and we will find it. Knock on the door of truth, and it will be opened.